You're listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast, exploring all things on the Great British Baking Show with your hosts, Alison Roche and Lisa Vukmirovic. Hi, I'm Alison. And I'm Lisa, and we are the Soggy Bottom Girls. Oh, we are. We're, we have a new beginning today. We're starting a new season. Starting right and, at the beginning, at least the American <laughs> beginning. Yeah, someone was asking me why we jump around and didn't start this way to begin with, but, you know, it's all available on Netflix. You can watch it in any order that you wish, and I kind of like these older episodes personally. How dare they question our order? <laughs> Who do they think they are? <laughs> Our two listeners, stop asking questions. We do what we want. (laughs) Should we say why we started with season three? Should we, should we tell people? Yeah. They know if they listen. Okay. It's a mystery. It's just for me and Allison to know we have so many secrets. Yes, we do. But we should maybe start out and just say again, a huge thank you to Ian Cumming for giving us so much of his time. Oh my gosh. So so fun. We're fangirling and we will continue to fangirl for years and years because he's amazing. Well, we're all best friends now, the three of us. The three of us. My mom is like, start a GoFundMe and see if you can go over there and visit him. I'm like, okay, mom, first of all, no one wants to give us money. Second of all, I think the last thing in the world Ian wants is me and Allison in his kitchen. Like, can I touch your chocolate? Well, and then we would drop it. You know, I would drop it. You know, I'm the clutziest person on the planet. And then break his aga. Be so sad. (laughs) <laughs> if you're listening mom if you're listening mom that was very very sweet <laughs> that was sweet it's very funny but very sweet too <laughs> look out ian we're coming the dollars are pouring in <laughs> well i feel like you did a lot of baking this last week didn't oh my you? gosh i did i did i had so much fun doing it too i am not a cake baker i'm I like I've said before, my family doesn't like cake. And so when we have birthdays and stuff, we we just don't do it. And my friend Kate was having her birthday and I said, I would like to bake you a cake. And she said, make a Bailey's cake. And she she told me later she was joking. Like she didn't know mm. that existed. Oh, she was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I found a recipe and oh my God. Challenge accepted. It was so well, we did- good. We did talk about the Baileys from yes, I'm there. So, so, how much did it actually take in the cake? Um, goodness, I think a half a cup, and then you put some tablespoons in oh. the frosting. So, but you know, people mm-hmm. said you could really taste it. Now, I want to explain to Allison and to everyone out there the way that we ate this cake. Okay, so if you're on TikTok mm-hmm. or a lot of the social media things, peep you take you take a wine glass and you push it down into the cake and you scoop it up so that your wine glass has that, cake in it. Do you understand what I'm saying? You scoop it up. I, st- I still don't. This is not the first time I've heard it, but it's okay. the, f- I, I've never heard of this. So how does the cake not just plop into your face when you take a drink? 
Be- because it's in the cup. Cake. It's in the cup. You don't drink it. You just, then you scoop it up with your, oh. <laughs> with your spoon, silly. But we did, cause we had some girls over, we poured, we, we tasted it and we're like, mm, let's pour some more Bailey's on there. And so we did, but not like enough to make it. Uh, so now it all makes sense. I was just imagining <laughs> pouring cake on your face. I was imagining all of you. Yeah, I was imagining all of you just like t- dipping your glasses in and like just chugging them at the table <laughs> together. I was like, how would it work? How? I'm glad your imagination works like that. We had so much more fun in your imagination. <laughs> but we did have fun. And it's a it's a fun way, you know, instead of like cutting into it with a knife and everybody gets mm-hmm. the same, just scoop it on up. There's that's the way to do it. So that's funny. <laughs> anybody tries it, let me know. But yes, I did that. I made some millionaire shortbread, which is oh, so good. Um, like you were amazing. busy. You made spritz cookies for your girls. I did. Yes. Uh, and bake. Did you make bagels again too? I did. Wow. I, after you and I were talking, I was like, I need to really work on this. And so I did. <laughs> and they came out, they came out better. Well, and you got to use your little slasher that Dan gave oh, you, right? Finally. Yes. I assume I'm saying it right. Lame. It's spelled lame. L-A-M-E. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I really had fun slashing away and awesome. the bread was delish. Yeah. I saw, I think there's a picture up on the Facebook. Yeah. Of your latest baguettes. I think, I think they look so. beautiful. Yes. I just passed them out around the neighborhood to get them out of my house. <laughs> Well, let's get into uh, season one. This is ep- episode one of season one of the 2014 uh, Great British Baking Show. That's a show. long time ago. I know. It doesn't. It's so timeless. It is. It's, <laughs> it is absolutely timeless. There's. We could be watching this forever. So it's cake week and the signature bake was a Swiss roll. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I know I say this a lot and then I don't ever do it. (laughs) Um, I actually did get inspired this week and I am determined to to make a Swiss roll. What kind? And I was inspired by Kate who made a red velvet. And so a red velvet Swiss roll with white chocolate. And it is my birthday next week. And every year I have red velvet cake for my birthday store bought. (laughs) what i know i don't want to make it so someone always buys it for me and so this year this week i'm telling you i'm committed i'm gonna make i'm gonna kill two birds with one stone i'm gonna make a red velvet swiss roll if i was there i would make you one but sorry we are too far away so did you find your recipe yet i did I did. Excellent. I found a recipe and I'm going to try not to be like Kate, whose Swiss roll was too dry. Right. Overbaked. <laughs> I actually thought that that was, I'm guessing red velvet is more American. So maybe that was the appeal for her because it wasn't very um, interesting compared to some of the other, some of the other folks like Louie made this honey and aniseed and orange. From his own with, honey. With, from his own honey. Um, Paul said his flavors were worked phenomenally well. Um, Diana, she made kind of a classic lemon curd lemon. She didn't put a, a binder in though. She didn't add yeah. a frosting or whipped cream. It didn't, 
To me, because in America, I think the thing that we're the most familiar with, besides ho-hos, of course, but um, is the pumpkin roll, which we all oh, can make. Yeah. And if it doesn't have a strip of white in there, to me, right. that that's just what I think of when I think of a Swiss roll. Yeah, right. right. So, yeah, I was surprised she didn't put that in there because she said she's been eating it for you know, 60 years, yeah, 140 years. Yeah. She always likes to talk about, <laughs> I've been married for 87 years. <laughs> Diana. We, since this is the first episode, there's so many folks to get through. So yes. the list is on. We have Norman. Um, he made a black forest roll and he's a keen potter. Did you like his, did you like his, um, skateboard? You know, yeah, skateboards. He's so play. weird. I think he's charming. I think he's eccentric and charming. And I would love to visit him at the seaside when they showed him with his dog at the seashore. I'm like, oh, that's, I yeah. want to go to there. <laughs> I have mixed feelings about Norman, but that I can reveal more as we get oh, into no. the season. I don't know. Sometimes he bothers me and sometimes I think he's a little show offy, but other times I'm like, yeah, he is kind of. He is kind of cute and sweet. I do love that he made his own plate. I mean, I think yeah. that was pretty cute. Yeah, people are extra. Yes. And it gets worse extra. as it goes on. People are mm-hmm. super extra. Um, Jordan, what do you think about Jordan? Um, <laughs> I, I don't know what I think about Jordan. I like the way he's just like himself. And, you know, he's just kind of goes rolls with the punches and isn't too emotional or I don't know. He's, he seems like quite a character. Yes. He's very enthusiastic. Yeah. He's very on brand of his own brand for sure. There you go. That is a perfect way to say that. Mm -hmm. He did make kind of a cute strawberry Swiss roll. um, Cause he did a pattern as. Oh, that was gorgeous. I thought that was gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing about, you know, you're watching this and um, you, you think about the beginning of this and, you know, Claire gets, gets uh, voted off or whatever. And you're like, Oh yeah, she wasn't great at all, but she is, she's fantastic. Every single one of these bakers is so much better than me or you or almost everyone. And then they just pick them off. One by one, but they do have incredible skills. And I think right at that very first challenge, Jordan was showing, I can do this beautiful strawberry pattern. It was beautiful. You know, only, um, was it Ian who, or no, Richard, who put the, like another little pattern on there. I think that is a brilliant thing to do. And I would love to try that. I, I'm going to try it with mine. I think. What's your thing you're going to try? I don't know. I was thinking of um, like, maybe I don't do the, I don't know. Hold, get back to me on that. Okay. I have a whole idea I'll, for I'll you, for your, okay. for your Swiss roll. Um, because Allison and I love the eighties. I'm in an eighties tribute band. <laughs> I think you should make, you know, pull out some of your, or make a white, little cake on the outside and color it various, various colors and then splatter where you're going to bake it on the parchment splatter. Uh, it. Remember how like- splatter was such a thing in the eighties. Yes, You could get yes. like sunglasses with splatters yes. and clothes with splatters or jeans. I think that would be adorable. I'm not sure how it would work with too. your red velvet. Cause it's so dark, 
but um, I think that would be fun. I like with, it. Yeah. Maybe I I'll think I could it. do that too. Yeah. I know you That's could because it's you, not I like, like it. you have to pipe a strawberry. You can just splatter it on there. Right. Right. So everybody stay it's... tuned to our blog. Allison's going to show us <laughs> her splatter roll. You mentioned Richard. Richard is a favorite of mine for this season. He made a pistachio praline strawberry Swiss roll mm -hmm. and did that little pink flower, as we just talked about, pattern on the sponge. And Paul said it was fantastic. Yeah, and I like him. Fantastic. He's super low-key, don't you think? He's got his pencil he behind his ear. He's just kind of going with the flow. Yeah, and he's a dad, and he's just, I think he actually is... Um, really smarter than he even maybe lets on. I think he's just like a really neat guy. Yes. Um, Chetna makes a cardamom pistachio and coffee Swiss roll. I named a chicken after Chetna, by the I way. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I like her name. Um, it was beautiful. And I think that they said it was beautiful as well. She kind of did the cardamom flavor well. Um, who else? I would like to talk about Nancy. Yeah. I, her, her name is Nancy Bird Thistle or Bird mm -hmm. Whistle. What a British. I love that name. I just, I, it's just so British. It doesn't awesome. get more British than Nancy. No, it doesn't. So she made, she made a, a coffee, was it? Coffee and hazelnut Swiss roll. Yeah. And I just mm -hmm. love, I love the vibe that Nancy gives off. You know, some of these people, you know, we've talked about Nadia ad nauseum but she cries all the time and she gets so worked up and this and that and nancy is like so super chill and i love it i think it was mel who's like are you worried about that and she just makes that i wish people could see me she shakes her head and nah, no no i'm not worried about no. that and i just i love that because you know this is a relaxing show to watch, but sometimes mm -hmm. people get you worked up like, Oh God, what's going to happen? Or they're, you know, it's going to be a fail and they're going to cry and you don't want to see them cry. And just Nancy just sails right along and just is so confident. And I, I don't know. I love that. I would love to talk to her. Yes, I would too. I, and I think you're right. It's confidence. She knows exactly what she's doing. She's done it a hundred times mm -hmm. and she's, She's confident. She's the queen. Um, I know who we haven't mentioned yet, who is another favorite of mine. And Louis. Oh, oh no, rest in peace. We, we did we talk about Louis. Mm -hmm. I, I'm skipping ahead of myself. I'm thinking of um, the showstopper, but let me stop myself right there. Somebody who did cry, who I would have cried too, was Claire. Claire cried after her Swiss roll <laughs> cake. Poor she, Claire. Yeah, I I was looking at the internet and um, she got a lot of blowback for crying on camera. A what? lot of a lot of mean gossipy stuff towards her, and I thought, what a weird. Uh, that's the part I don't like, and maybe I shouldn't even look at comments. I'll just keep my British baking show as it is, so comforting and lovely. Because she, somebody's got to go every of week, course, right? Of somebody's course, somebody's got to go. And as you said, she is a good baker. She wouldn't be there if she wasn't. And everybody has bad days and has hard times adjusting. So I don't know. I felt bad for Claire because you don't even really get to know her. She's right. there and then she's gone. But I was paying attention to her, you know, on this one episode that she's on. I'm like, she has fantastic techniques. She kind of explains some of the things she's doing. 
she she absolutely is a great baker. She just never was able to show it. And I don't think she even choked. I don't think she choked. It was just that she wasn't Nancy. She wasn't, right. you know, right. we, we didn't mention Martha, though. And I would like to, is she the youngest one there's ever been? Because she's 17, 17 years old. I know, I know. We did not talk about Martha. She made a tiramisu with a macadamia nut brittle. I love tiramisu. I love so coffee. I. Yum. They said it tasted fantastic. And yep. I, I can't imagine having the poise to to do this at 17 I was and it's like is this something that she has practiced you practiced since she's a little child or is she just like some kind of prodigy like Mozart you know what I mean that things just come really naturally that would be an interesting study to do on people like that and also I'm wondering now they have junior bake-off do you know about that Mm -hmm. we can't see it here yeah, just from you, I've heard a little bit. Right. There's a Junior Bake Off, and apparently people love it. But I wonder what the age limit is on Junior Bake Off, and if Martha would have, at 17, would she been in that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But I do like her. She's very sweet. She is sweet. So the first technical didn't seem like a hard technical, Um Classic cherry cake, a very British cake with toasted almonds on top, and of course, perfectly suspended cherries. <laughs> I think that that was the tricky bit, like um, cutting the cherries correctly and knowing how to suspend them. Um, mm-hmm. Nancy, of course, she's like, you got to toss those things in flour. They're going to sink to the bottom. I'm like, right, Nancy, right. you know what you're doing. And then the other tricky thing was getting that icing perfect. So it would right. fall, you know. Right. But besides that, I mean... I don't know. It it didn't seem that complicated. Did you hear there was one or two bakers that let their icing fall all the way to the plate and they were criticized (gasps) for that? How dare you? How dare you? I did a drip around my, um, around my uh, Bailey's cake. And it's, it's harder than it looks. I put the ganache in a squeeze bottle and went around the edges and kind of watched it drip. It, it is tricky to judge what gravity is going to do or, you know, it, it cooled down a little bit. And then, you know, mm-hmm. I had to reheat mm-hmm. the stuff in the bottle. That is not easy. You think, <laughs> ah, just drip it down the side. It's not. So that's funny. It Yours looked great though. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. You had a good drip. Good drip. <laughs> One did touch the bottom. Oh no. <laughs> I was points were deducted for that. Well, not surprisingly, Nancy came in first in the technical. Yep. Um, the others, you know, I didn't think anybody stood out as horrible. I think Jordan came in last, but maybe because his icing was real thin. He forgot to keep out funny. his cherries, remember? And he cut them too small. Oh, that's right. That's So they right. sort of disappeared. But the thing with Richard, like you were saying before, Richard is very, very smart. Obviously, why you make your frosting so it disappear into the cake, Richard? Well, that was Richard. Uh. <laughs> Come on, he's like, I know it's. I I'm going with my gut on this, and it it should be thin. And then you look at everybody else's, and they're like, your yours just <laughs> it completely soaked into the cake. It looked like there was hardly any frosting on there at all. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Norman was eleventh. Richard was tenth. Um, ninth was. And Wezer, and Wezer, and Zor, and Wezer, and Wezer, 
he was ninth. We didn't really talk about his Swiss roll. He seems like just a sweetheart too. Yeah. Um, we never really got to know him either. I know. Eighth was Claire. Seventh was Louis. Sixth was Kate. Fifth was Ian. Fourth was Diana. Third was Chetna. Second was Martha. And first was Nancy. And for for Martha to be able to be right up there with, with Nancy, I'm just saying. Yes. I mean, Nancy, is, Nancy is my gold standard for all British bakers. I mean, uh, on this show. I think you're right. Yep. I think you're right. Um, yeah, not a lot more to say about that technical. I Actually, I think I would eat that cake. That sounded just fine. I like cherries. Well, lemon. I think if it was just that cherry flavor, you know, that like almondy flavor, I don't think I could go for it. But with the contrasting lemon in there, I bet it would taste good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the signature. It was miniature British classics, which I was like, all right. Well, you know what, though? I have to say, because you and I are so invested in this series, you know, from, yes. from series one to whatever it's, it's on now, when they're like British cakes. I'm like, OK, well, that would mean a Victoria sponge. That would mean a drip cake. That would mean a Battenberg. And before ever watching this, you'd be like, British cake? What's a what's a British cake? And now for us, it's just like second nature, which I, I think is kind of funny. I've seen so many Victoria sponges <laughs> in my in my um Facebook group. And I'm always like, fantastic, but it doesn't get any more British than that, you know? I was trying to th- I it actually struck me too that I knew some of I was like, oh yeah, I know exactly what they're talking about. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, what's an American cake? And then I thought fluffy well, white, like- fluffy white, fluffy white. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Fluffy white cake. Yeah. And even fluffier angel food cake, mm-hmm. I think is more American. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. <laughs> you know, and is- I, I, I don't know. I just feel like we have, we've lost so much nuance, you know, with the, soup the melting pot the the soup pot the melting pot that we are (laughs) we've lost a lot of the nuance and whatever you know is sugary and unhealthy that's that's american maybe red velvet like you said before oh yeah probably from the south for sure yeah because i think some recipes even are the one i'm using is has buttermilk but mayonnaise i think is a common more Mm -hmm. southern yeah um have you ever heard of a hummingbird cake I have, and there's a couple cakes in the Betty Crocker um, mm-hmm. cookbook that you know have been, there's like a Bonnie Butter cake, and then there's a Hummingbird cake, and there's a couple other that are sort of on theme, and they're all basically sort of like yellow, pound cakey, mm-hmm. I think, type flavors, mm-hmm. really. But. Now, how old were you when you found out that a pound cake was like a pound of this and a pound of that and a pound of that? Uh, 40. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but right. Isn't it funny that that's yeah. like a thing, but for me, pound cake was always like a Sarah Lee growing exactly. up. Exactly. I was just going to say the same thing. That's the only time I have ever had pound cake is if my mom bought a frozen Sarah Lee. Mm-hmm. Only mm-hmm. time. I don't think I've ever had a homemade pound cake. I was on a pound cake bender, uh, in my twenties. I love that you said a bender. <laughs> 
stop her. She's on a pound cake tender. <laughs> I like made it and just became obsessed with it because it's so easy, of course. And I would make it in an angel food two pan uh-huh. and just give it away at work and stuff. Or Because I love, love, love fresh berries. And so any cake you can have fresh berries on was popular sure. in my house, pound cake or angel food cake or whatever in, in lieu of frosting. Very so. interesting. You know what I want? We're just going down a rabbit hole. I want to get one of those pans that has like all the beautiful ridges on it. You know, the bunt cake with all the ridges that can be like the most simple cake in the world, but when it has all that decor on the top, I've seen some real fancy ones, you know, it's a castle or whatever, but yeah. it's so beautiful. I don't know. But you're one little stick away from ruining it. You like know one it. Little, yes. One little crusty um, sticks in the pan. Yes. But. All right. So for classic British cakes, let's start with Chetna. So she makes this Victoria sponge with lemon curd. Super simple. And they kind of pointed that out. For some reason, she goes for four tiers. Why? Why? I don't know why. Here's a question, though. What is your opinion? You know, when Paul comes over and he's like, four tiers, four tiers, you know, that seems like a bad idea. What, how do you think you would weigh that as the baker? Like, should I just go for three here? Because of what, or should you always stick to your guns? Because she, they were like, this is too high. It looks like an upside down ice cream cone. This is too high. So I feel like at that point, you'd be like, I could go down to two tiers and no one would care. Affect her design at all to do that, to drop down a tier. There's no design change. To me, those four tiers looked a little messy because they were, it was tilted, you know? I agree because it's just a little too much. Not to keep backtracking, but on that note, we actually have to backtrack to Ian scoring his Swiss roll and Mary's disapproving. Oh, come on. <laughs> what are you thinking? What do you and I just love how Mary he, Paul's like, move away. Stop right, talking. They had to pull her away. Move away. And she was like, Are you crazy? And the thing is, they get to practice this. Mm-hmm, they get mm-hmm. to practice this. How do they not know? that that he had to know or he just didn't practice. Well, I like how he's explaining to her how this is a better way. When I'm like, she probably has 60 years on him of baking. You're a 25-year-old man (laughs) trying to explain to the queen of British baking how to roll a Swiss roll. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. Maybe maybe that's the definition of mansplaining. Mm -hmm, Right, right. (laughs) Do you know about me? I'm Mary Berry. Do you know about me? Have you heard of me? Mm-hmm. Are you did were you born under a rock? Sorry, but you are absolutely right. I can't believe we didn't talk about that. That and then he had. I'm sorry again. We should have brought this up before. He had, I believe, basil in his Swiss roll, and he, he used fresh basil leaves. You could see him poking out, and I thought that seems gross. I love basil. That mm-hmm. seems gross. How about a syrup? How about a basil syrup or? sugared basil or I don't know, but it was weird to just see leaves of fresh basil sticking out of his Swiss roll. I wouldn't want to buy that. Just saying. (laughs) All right. Back on track, Allison. Um, (laughs) Why bother? We do what we want. So Chetna's was fine, but too tall, of course, which they Mm -hmm. foreshadowed. Um, They thought the sponge flavor was okay. The bake is fine. Um, So Kate makes a two-tiered Victoria sponge 
Um, not with, enough filling. Is that what they said? Not enough filling. Not enough filling and not enough flavor. Mm-hmm. Boring. She did make. She made some cute little fondant butterflies, but those aren't really going to add any flavor at all. Have you um, ever had a Jaffa cake? I have not. Apparently, it's like huge in UK. And the other day, because you know Facebook is reading my mind, I got to see Jaffa cakes being made in the factory. It was amazing. So is it a little, um, is it like getting a little Debbie cake here? Can you get little ones like in a grocery store kind of thing? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. A little, a little sponge. They put a little ring or a disc, I should say a disc of jam. They coat it with chocolate and you're good to go. You know how they love their jam, but. Yeah. I, I will say that Nancy's orange Jaffa cakes, with Cointreau orange jelly, which sounded delicious. I love Cointreau. Um, and dark chocolate. Her husband makes her this little gadget that cuts them all neatly. And then she finishes them so, so, so beautifully. It was very elegant. Oh, my gosh. They were absolutely elegant. So beautiful. That little orange disc on the top, would you call that like a, a flat gumdrop kind of? Because she made those. Well, little candy. I wondered if they were so. Do you remember I texted you this week that I found some Meyer lemons at Aldi? Yeah. Okay. So Meyer lemons, they are smaller and they're oranger, and I guess they have more sweetness to them. Um, And so I thought, I'm going to make some jellies out of them, which is just that little chewy jelly candy. And I wonder if that's what she made. If that's just like a little, yeah, like a gumdrop. I could have answered it very quickly. (laughs) No, I liked your little explanation. It was great. I call them them jellies. More like those orange slices. I guess it's a gumdrop still. And you coat it with sugar at the end? So it doesn't stick? Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was just like a little piece of, which is basically just um sugar the fruit juice and uh gelatin but they so. were so tiny and perfect and the lines i mean come on i know she really started off on a high that was yes. just beautiful very strong right out of the gate um so claire kind of struggles i'm not even really sure what she made because it was so weird the decoration like did she use jimmy's which I don't think they use them very much. Maybe she thought she was being know. unique. Didn't it look like little sprinkles like we would use over here that are flavorless? And I guess so. Mini chocolate and cherry cakes is what I have, is mm. what she made. Yeah, sorry, I don't Claire. Know. We forgot. We're sorry. We want to talk to you, Claire, and get your get your insight on um, this whole situation. I wonder if they maybe edited it to make her look a little more bumbling than maybe she was, you know, probably to, to foreshadow that she would be out. But mm-hmm. um, Louis makes a Genoese sponge with raspberry and lemon Genoese with lemon drizzles. There was uh nice, my, <laughs> my iPad has correct, has auto corrected pipette to puppeteer. Oh, they do not have puppeteers on the top. How yes. <laughs> individual puppeteers for you um i thought that was funny how mary was just like do you really need this do you really need this but it was i thought it was kind of cute it was extra and is very extra and you know the environmentalist to me i'm like why would you waste all that plastic 
<laughs> I have that. I always have that kind of hitch too. And you're yes. just going to one time use it, but um, you know, yeah. he gets a couple of points for being, for being creative. Yeah. It was they creative. Were, they were fine. Not overwhelmingly good, but fine. Raspberry and lemon. Um, Sounds pretty good. Martha makes a lemon thyme with lemon curd and mascarpone cream. It was creamy and very good. Have you worked with mascarpone at all? Only in a savory. Oh, what do you use it for in savory? I would like to know. Uh, A friend of mine used to have this party ball recipe with with mascarpone cheese and like a tomato um, jelly or jam and fresh basil. And you kind of shaped it into a really neat kind of party ball. Hmm. And it was for spread on bread, like a baguette. Neat. Yeah, I went when I was making a cake with some mascarpone uh, filling. I think it was my white white forest ghetto. Um, we had a hard time finding it. We had to go to several stores to find it, and it was still just like a really small package. You can also buy five pounds of it at Costco if you're looking for it. But oh, um, really, that's actually I, a good tip. When I was doing some reading about it, it's a good substitute for butter. Apparently, and I don't know if it would work in a baked good, but in the frosting where it's not baked and apparently has a lot less fat than obviously butter is 100% fat. Um, but yeah, it's a good substitute for that. So yeah, that was the only time I've ever worked with that kind of kind of cheese. If you ever want to try something, you or any listener, the Aldi does have it and fairly good what? price, I think. Yeah, they do. Always? Yes. Are you kidding? In the cheese area? Oh, yep, by the um, fresh mozzarella and the goat cheeses. My mind mm-hmm. is blown right now. Do you think that maybe <laughs> because you're from Wisconsin, they put it there? Because I don't. I haven't seen it. I'm going. I'm going to go today. All right. Well, I might go today too. If I do, I'll take a picture for you. But but also buying it in a huge quantity. If you were making something amazing, that's a good tip. That it's at Costco. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it'd be cost effective but it'd be nice to have it around did um anybody else's little miniature um you know i'm always i'm always intrigued by the battenberg with the little squares um i'm not sure if that's something that i'm interested in eating but i i would like to make it i i'm always interested in the people who do the rings the concentric rings so that it can be a checkerboard later or a rainbow cake, oh, yeah. something yeah. like that. But, um, Ed and Weezor <laughs> did that. He made a, a Battenberg and I think it's hard to do in a miniature, you know, they, they kind of said that they said it was unique and tricky. Yeah. Um, so he did a good job. It was coffee and walnut, I guess. Yes. Yes. Which to me, that would be delicious flavors to have together. But they said they sort of just squished together the flavors. But yeah, that one sort of, that one stuck out for me. Um, Diana just made a kind of simple chocolate sponge and chocolate mousse. Again, she couldn't really go wrong, but there wasn't anything that really stood out about it. Uh <laughs> I put Norman babbles about picking raspberries as a kid and getting paid to do so. <laughs> <laughs> Is this when he asks, did you like the, did you like the jelly? Did you like the jam? Yes. It when is. He's, it I'm is. like, how dare you ask for more comments, Norman? I know. <laughs> you need to let go right now. Cause Paul is gonna, you know, like 
I, I can't imagine Paul just being like, I said what I said. Don't ask about the jam. You don't get the impression that there's really much back and forth during that judging that it's not like a Q and a or right. like, <laughs> I thought that was funny too. Um, but they did like it. They said it was a winner all the way. Yeah. Um, Richard, Mary said his was absolutely scrumptious. And I think it looked pretty good too. Not, she didn't say scrummy. She didn't say scrummy, but I do love She's it. So she so cute does. when she says that. Yeah. Yes. You've cracked it is another one. You've cracked, You've cracked it. it. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. That's just about everybody. I think. Yeah. If we didn't uh, mention you, we apologize. I'm sure Jordan's at home listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls. <laughs> like, what did they say about me this week? Uh, <laughs> oh, the fact that his blueberry was lost. Jordan's blueberry was lost. And, you know, blueberry is not a strong flavor. It's not. Um, it makes a delicious muffin. It's nice to bite into a baked blueberry. And blueberry pie, of course, is delicious. But you usually have to add lemon or you know, something to the blueberry. So yeah, I, I love it. And it sort of hurts me inside at the same time when Paul says, it's a bit of a shame. That's a, <laughs> oh, that's a shame. That's a shame. And it, oh no, I was called a shame by Paul. But the fact that he lost his blueberry, that's a shame. You know, uh, my husband often asks me, I don't know why he keeps asking me, if I would ever do it. And I always say no, because I am so uber sensitive. I could never stand up there and have them say it's a shame or that's a right? shame without just bawling. Uh-huh. I would totally bow. I'm too, too thin skinned. And um, so kudos to those that do take it well. We'll and, just stay at home and let other people take the, uh, yeah. take the criticism. I could never do something like this. First of all, cause I don't have the skills. I absolutely don't have the skills, but we've talked about this before. I am a make ahead, Martha, everything made ahead, made ahead, made ahead. And I love to give myself a big chunk of time. I'm an empty nester. I don't have little kids running around. So when I come home from work, I bake to burn off stress or to do something nice for my friends. And I don't want anybody telling me, hurry, 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 hurry. Uh, mm-hmm. That would just, I feel like the stress of that would leak into my bake, you know, and I wouldn't be able to give it what I want. I want to make sure everything's cooled perfectly or cooked perfectly. I hate to rush. I think everybody hates to rush, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that would, even if I did have the skills, I, I honestly don't think I could handle people rushing me or breathing down my neck. Like get out of my kitchen. I'm baking. Right. You right. Know? Right. The t- constant time countdown. And yes. The, the not enough fridge space and the not enough oven space. And yeah, just too many stressful factors. Diana taking your things out of the freezer, but let's not talk about oh, Bengate yet. Boy. We can't talk about Bengate. If you haven't watched this season as a listener, oh boy, the, it gets about as controversial controversial <laughs> as it can get. The controversy of it's Ian. such a controversy, absolutely. Yes, so we well, have already said who won. Yeah, Nancy wins probably Nancy. by a landslide. Yes, um, absolutely. Poor Claire is sent home. Mm-hmm. And Claire, if you're listening, we thought you were a great baker. Reach out to us and we would love to talk to you. You don't get in this tent. 
Unless you're a good baker. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Paul's signature. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> Even though it's a shame that you went home. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's us. We're done. And dusted. Thank you for listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Soggy Bottom Girls or connect with us at SoggyBottomGirls.com. And may all your bakes be worthy of a Hollywood handshake.